Howdy there, folks, and welcome to The Random Men, where two experts in nothing talk about everything. Even a man who is pure of heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolfbane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. There's a chill in the air and a full moon over Fort Random tonight. There's pumpkins on the porch, and we are talking about monsters. Every culture's got them, whether they're bloodsuckers, shapeshifters, or ghouls. It's that time of year to celebrate all that goes bump in the night. So light the torches and grab your pitchforks. Because today, two random men are going to discuss monsters. Why is it, do you think, that monsters are so interesting in not just pop culture, but in lore? Well, okay. So, two trains of thought on it. One, I think the, uh, the whole thing of being afraid of the dark. And you just do the whole thing where you like mm-hmm. you imagine there's something there, and so humans just have this imagination where they come up with what is the most terrifying thing I could possibly think of that could be, you know, staying in that darkness where I just where I can't see it. Yeah, humans inherit fear of the yeah. dark from caveman times. Yeah, and it's like they say in movies where anything your brain can imagine is scarier than anything they could show you on screen. Yeah, so I do think that's probably the biggest thing. But then the other part is I do think that deep down inside. Maybe not everyone, but most people do like to get scared every now and then. That's why we go to haunted houses. Yeah. We like that thrill, that we rush. We like scary movies. We like, yeah. Um, you know, I, so yeah, between those two things, I think that's where the whole thing with the, all the monsters actually come from. Yeah. I was thinking that same thing that you just said with the two trains of thoughts on it, the, the fear of the dark. And it's almost like a little bit of magic left over from when you're a child and you believe everything could be real, the possibility of anything. Yeah. Whether it's a monster under the bed or you might walk out your door and see a dragon. Yep. And you know the funny thing is, nine times out of ten, the people that, you know, adults that you know, go, oh, there's no such thing as monsters, guess what? They're the first ones to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or the first ones to be terrified when there's a bump in the night or a noise outside or, so, you know, the people that are into monster movies and stuff. Because I know me and you have done that plenty of times where we walk out and, you know, whether it be I know you said like one time you did it whenever you were out uh, hunting and you're out in you know in the darkness and whatever. I know I've done it when I've walked out outside. I was just thinking cougar in, in, in darkness <laughs> and stuff like that. Which is kind of a monster in the darkness. And the first thing that comes to my head is you know not see me. It's it's not. I don't go to you know a, a cougar or a mountain lion like mine's like you know oh it's a werewolf probably or <laughs> something like that. Like it's like my mind just immediately goes to the worst case scenario. <laughs> You can think you're big and tough until something moves behind you in pitch black. And yeah, you don't know what it is. And you don't know what it is. And I mean, then, of course, too, some of them, even if you do see it, like if you can see it, it's still terrifying. Your mind plays tricks on you. Well, it's still terrifying as shit. You know, when you're a kid (laughs) and the the shadow of the tree on the wall starts looking like a hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I think when you move into adulthood, it's still acceptable. To kind of have that little bit of leftover magic from childhood of, you know, what what is possible. That's why you got so many people that are Bigfoot hunters and um, go oh, yeah. looking for yeah. real vampires and, and yeah. Loch Ness. Yeah, yeah. You want it to be real because you still want that little bit of magic and mystery in the world. Yep. You still hope and believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not hoping for a monster, but you, you like the possibility of believing there could be something mystical still yeah. left in the world. Yeah. And that used to be the way everybody thought. Oh, yeah. It was just accepted. I mean, that's why you had witch trials, vampire another, trials, werewolf trials. Is another thing. People I'm, would panic and they couldn't explain it, and it's a monster. Another thing I probably should have said, too, is uh, throughout history, all walks of life, you know, everybody uh, also has used some of it as a way to keep children from doing wrong. There are lessons that come from it, and there's teaching. Don't mm. go down by the river and play. Monster's going to get you. Now I'm really afraid you're going to fall in and drown. Yeah, yeah. But you will stay away, child, if you believe there's a monster down there that's mm. going to snatch you. Yeah. So, yeah, I think a lot of it, too, is also just to teach children to do the right thing or just don't or do not do the right don't, don't do that thing. <laughs> don't do that one thing. Yeah. The imagination of a child. Yeah. You don't even have to... Tell a child there's a monster and they'll believe there are monsters. I mean, like mm-hmm. you wouldn't. <laughs> Obviously, you're not going to tell your child there's a monster. That would have. Asshole... People used to. People used to do that all the time. They'd yeah, be like, like you just, so. like you just nowadays said, that's a dick move. Like you just said, like you don't go down the river because that monster's going to get you. When they mm-hmm. were just really worried about them falling in. Like yeah, I mean, so they like, used to do that to just, just scare. Like the shit in out the of village, them. it kept everybody there. Yeah, 
But mm-hmm. it's it's funny. It's one of those things that, a, um, especially a young person, a child of, you know, they don't want to sleep in the room alone in the darkness. Mm. It's something that they're not taught or that's learned. It's just nature tells them to be afraid of the dark. And I'm sure that comes from leftover primordial, you know, fear of animals. Mm. But it's it's crazy that now it's monsters. Even if you don't tell, you never let a child watch a scary movie or anything. There's something in the closet. There's something under my bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's universal. And I think that's just because the mind of a child, all they have is a short span of life experiences to go on. Mm-hmm. And some things are unexplainable to them. And, and so, so their mind, like we said earlier, is going to just construct this, I'm small, something big wants to gobble me up. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100%. And to think, that's how most adults used to think. True. True. Yeah. It's wacky. And you look at every civilization has their vampire lore, their yeah. shapeshifter lore, mm-hmm. their ghosts, places yeah. that really had no contact thousands of years ago, still had the same mythologies. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's a whole bunch of uh, ones, myths, legends, uh, stories told, you know, handed down that talk about these different creatures in real life that you get to looking at a whole bunch of them and they all kind of sort of have similarities. I mean, yeah, obviously people that around certain, how much I say, uh, certain things like if you're close to the ocean, if you're in the mountains, you know, uh, in, in the desert, you know, that kind of thing, they're going to have monsters that are more built around that kind of landscape, obviously, but yeah, a lot of stuff, but a lot of stuff, like a lot of the ones I looked up involve something that looks like a, uh, a cat of some kind or like a, a large, a large cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's one of those things. Like it's kind of a reoccurring thing. Like a bunch of these lores kind of have a lot of that same thing. Like you said, so even though you have cultures that at the, at the point in time when some of these came up, had never crossed, had never interacted, yeah, never interacted. They still have stuff that's very, very similar. So in the same vein that they worshiped, something for protection or Mm -hmm. for guidance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They had their lore of evil spirits, demonic spirits, things that want to twist you, make you evil. Mm -hmm. I mean, why are so many of them about a person that transforms into a monster or a human? It can happen to you Mm -hmm. if you make bad decisions, if you go out at night, you know, whether, like I said, vampires feeding off of blood. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're going to come back for you and, and feed off the living to sustain themselves. The werewolves about uh, the the person that makes a deal with the devil to transform or is cursed. Yeah, I mean, there's and there's multiple skews off of each one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I, I mean, mean every 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 different telling of any kind of monster, especially in folklore, comes around has, to the same yeah, end but result. It, but it all has yeah, it does usually come around to the same thing, but it all has a different kind of origin, and depending on. Who you're talking to, and this might even be, you know, some some that are in the same areas, they still might actually have a different origin of where this creature came from. And even some of them might not necessarily be that they're evil. It might actually be some of them that are good, and some of them even are protectors. That's rare, but it it in yeah. my research, I, yeah, I've definitely Anything's seen possible. Yeah. So since it is getting close to Halloween, woo, and we decided we're gonna do our creature feature tonight, woo, woo. Um, let's talk monsters. I say, hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and knock out, I guess, the big three right off the bat that uh, everybody's going to know and, and love and, and have their own views on. Familiarity. But uh, hey, let's go knock them out first, and then we'll move on to some of the other ones. All right, man. Did you know the oldest reported interaction, sighting, having to do with a vampire was? No. I'm guessing it's pretty old. Uh, not as old as you would think. 1656. Oh, yeah. King of Croatia. There was a man by the name of Yuri Grando. Oh, cool name. Yeah. First person thought to be a vampire. Oh, Yuri. Yuri. Yeah. So a few weeks after his burial, (laughs) Yuri. You can't roll your tongue? Nope. Nope. Yuri. That's why I butcher names. That's why I butcher names of all this stuff and everything. I can't. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Rolnado. I'll say some stuff about some. uh, Yeah. I'll, I'll. Yeah. Never mind. So let's talk Yuri. Yes. Yeah. So Yuri, a few weeks after his burial, people began seeing him walking around town. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. You kind of find that in a couple of Vampire or zombie? This is vampire. <laughs> both. This shit goes for zombies too. 
You know, okay. but this is we're just specifically talking about Mr. Grando here. Okay. A few weeks after his burial, people began seeing him walking around the town. They said he had a sadistic smile. He was beating on doors and even started like tormenting his wife. Uh-oh. He'd knock on the doors. So you got this smiling, creepy dude that's supposed to be dead going around doing a little tippy tap, let me in, little pig. Well, people started disappearing in the town. Hmm. And even mm-hmm. his wife said, like, I saw him, it was him. People were getting freaked out, started having to stay indoors. Keith, this shit went on for 16 years. God damn. <laughs> right? Like, somebody didn't be like, you know this what? This isn't a couple of weeks. It was maybe, 16 years before they nutted up. Maybe we should get, a, like, a militia together. Yeah. <laughs> you know who got should. the militia together? The priest that buried him oh. finally said enough of this shit. Wow. Okay. Okay. Gathered up a group of villagers. They went out walking. Found his ass. Like, just wandering? I guess just kind of strolling through the street, just bebopping, listening to Werewolves in London. Uh, <laughs> That's the Croatian. Song, the you hate that one? Yeah, I hate that song. <laughs> His Ooh. hair was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they found Yuri. They found him and attacked him. This Maybe is, not the best idea. <laughs> what else are you going to do? You went looking for him. Talk him down? Yeah. Hey, Yuri, it's been 16 years. Okay. This is all ale- this is stories, man. So uh, one of the stories villagers start from somewhere. Allegedly, went to stab him with a pole, a pike. Like, ah, gonna get you, poke him, mm-hmm. and it broke on his chest. Said it was too tough. Snapped the pole. Oh, he okay. flips out on them. Runs away. Probably okay. a good thing to do if people are trying to stab you with poles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just bounced after it broke. <laughs> okay, I'm wrong. Actually, what made him run away wasn't getting poked with a stick. Mr. Pokey, it was that the priest produced a crucifix, ah. which is where we get, ah, that made him go all wonky and take off. Okay. So the next morning, they go to where he's buried. Um, it doesn't say whether it was a coffin or a mausoleum, but anyway, they they open up his coffin. And they found a perfectly preserved body of Mr. Yuri in there. Mm. Right? Yeah, no they, deterioration after again, 16 years? Again, they tried staking him, and it didn't work. So one of the villagers says, all to hell with it. Takes his head off. Guess the neck was a little bit weaker than the chest, as one would would assume. Okay. It's then reported that the body let out a scream and that a ton of blood poured out of the neck. This is 16 years after he's buried. Yeah. Definitely should be bloodless at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. After that, we got vampires in lore. People start reporting vampires all over the Balkans. Mm Mm-hmm. And so then you get into the vampire craze and vampire trials and, and all that kind of bullshit where you're going to accuse your neighbor that you don't like, just like the witch trials of being a vampire or harboring a vampire. And then you get a ton of people getting staked, people digging up their loved ones to stake them. Oh. You know? This Have you ever like seen the thing about the... Um, <laughs> to be alive. You know how there was that old uh, rumor myth about with the cages that were put over the... You've ever seen that picture yeah. of that where there was yeah. cages put over... Uh, corpses, burial sites and yeah. stuff like that. And that's not actually to prevent against the dead rising from the grave. That was to prevent body snatchers. Because mm. okay. this was a little bit later on when they started doing that. But the rumor mill likes to say that that was because of the vampires. Keep the vampires mm. in. It's like, hey, just dig around that shit. Okay. But there you go. Mr. Yuri Grando was the first reported, reported case of vampirism. Hmm. So you get vampires. Right on, right on. And then, of course, you know... And, and, and I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and then, of course, you know, pop culture takes well, on with it from there. Like and, we said, in every culture, there is a vampire. China has the Yashi. Nordic has the Draga, I believe they're called. Africa has the Asan Bosam. Mm-hmm. The Philippines, the Menanangal, I you're, believe it is. You're way better at pronouncing this stuff than I am. Wow. I'm trying, it's because I can roll my R's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a... Uh, my favorite's got to be Australia. <laughs> the Yarmayahu. Okay. Now, as most of these are human-looking, the Yarmayahu is not. He is a little red frogman that lives in trees. Oh. And what he'd like to do is pounce down, bite you, and start drinking your blood. Okay. I guess a frogman can do this. And then he would swallow you whole. I say little red frogman. I guess he was big enough to swallow a human being. There's a lot of loose ends in this shit. Folklore is... I think we're going to run into that a lot, so probably best wacky. to just let it go. <laughs> let it go. Anyway, he would swallow you, take a nap. That's important. 
Oh yeah, if I just ingested a human being, I better be per- dude. Tur- I ate a steak and I can't move. Turkey for does me the hours. same way. Then he would regurgitate <laughs> you, and you would be smaller, and he would re- repeat the process until you were also a Yarmayahu. Oh, okay. And this is from Aboriginal folklore. Well, maybe he was just really lonely. He wanted more. He'll spit up a best friend. Well, <laughs> make me a friend. Maybe every culture. But man, it wasn't really until 1897, Bram Stoker's Dracula. When it got romanticized, before that they had mm-hmm. always been monsters, and it was and Dracula is still a monster. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's kind of a romantic gothic yep. horror. I agree. Yeah, it's really a love story. Hmm. Hmm. And that starts a big boom in pop culture vampires. Okay. Which lasts pretty much all the way up through till the seventies, where they're doing the Hammer horror. Hmm. And then it kind of turns hokey. Cheesy. Yeah. And it's pretty much played out by the mid-70s. You know, Christopher Lee's vam- uh, Dracula. It's kind of played out. Yeah. So the appeal was, yeah, they started it, off yeah. scary, people got bored with it. So vampires are dead. Ha ha ha, pun. Until you get back-to-back years of 1975 and 1976, Stephen King's Salem Lot, Salem's Lot, and Anne Rice's interview with the vampire. Man. Okay. Now, these are okay. two totally different takes on vampires. Yeah. One is more of the Nosferatu scary, the one you wouldn't want to be for the rest of eternity. The others are completely sexy, tragic figures, and that starts the sexy vampire craze that ran through the 80s. Mm-hmm. Got real big in the 80s. Gotcha. And it'll t- turn you around to thinking, you know, what what is the appeal of the vampire? Well, number one, if they're sexy... And it's everlasting life. You get to be this sexy vampire for the re- forever. True. You know, and people's fear of death naturally. Yeah. So what yeah, if you yeah. don't have to become the blue fanged Nosferatu creepy looking Salem's Lot vampire, but you could look be, like Brad Pitt, yeah, Tom well, Cruise forever. Yeah, and young and pretty and, and live in beautiful mansions and sure you got to yeah. eat people. But uh, that's a price a lot of people seem to be willing to, hmm, yeah, hmm. to go all in on. And they're... Kind of one of your first tellings of anti-heroes. And people, even more than heroes, yeah, so. more than villains, love an anti-hero. They love That's a true. bad guy that gets his soul back. Yeah. You know, is why he... do people love every time Jerry Dandridge is on screen? You're, and... a, bad, you're a bad guy, but you're not a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, which Jer- Jerry Dandridge is bad, but I mean, they're cool and sexy. They're the most interesting character in the movie. You go to the movie to see the vampire. Oh, you don't yeah. go to the movie to see Van Helsing. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Burn. Yeah, like I said, in Fright Night, every time Jerry Dandridge is on screen, or every time that David in The Lost Boys is on screen, they're mm. the magnetic one. They're the mm. one you're watching. Yep. And at some point, you sit there and be like, I kind of want to be that. And that, be that that yeah. appeals to loners and outcasts and weirdos and people that feel misunderstood. Very true. Like I said, with the antiheroes, why are characters like um, Venom and Spike from Buffy and Vegeta and even Negan now, people like them? Uh-huh. Yep. You like a bad boy that... Can be good Still when needs a little, bit, a little, little bit. bit of edge. Yeah. And that's why they hit so hard. And a lot of that comes from the resurgence of, of vampire stories. Cool. Yeah, I like it. You dig that. And so, vampires, well, until they went sparkly. You know what, man? I know how a lot of people talk about like the Twilight and stuff like that. I'm not going to knock it anymore. Like, teach them. It wasn't written for us. A lot of people get pissed off about it. That was not written for almost 40-year-old men to read (laughs) and enjoy and watch. I mean, hey, you know what? People People trash on it, and it's like, well, why were you in the theater watching this when it wasn't... You went to see a romance movie. That just happened to have vampires and werewolves in it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like, I'm, eh, I ain't going to knock it. Eh, whatever. I mean, it's not my cup of tea, and it ain't for me, so... Yeah, ain't for me, but... There's a lot of stuff that I'm into that's not somebody else's cup of tea. So, hey, yeah, go for it. And harming none, do as you will. Yeah. So, what's next? Oh, and the big three? Oh, man, we got to talk about Frankenstein's monster. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I figured. <laughs> you didn't know if I was going to do werewolves next. I kind of kind uh, kind of, of thought I set you up for werewolves since I said, you know, hey, vampires and werewolves. But, hey, you know, roll how you will. They go hand in hand. <laughs> Mythology's been around. Do as you do. So did you know Mary Shelley had like a really tragic life? I'm not going to delve too much into it, but she was surrounded by death her whole life. Okay. She lost all three of her children 
She lost her husband early on when they were together, which that whole thing is a whole other podcast about her. He was already married when she got with him. She was only like 18. Okay. So, so yeah. Mary Shelley's surrounded by death her whole life. So not surprising that she came up with something about reanimation. <laughs> reanimation. <laughs> yeah. There again, you know, all this revolves around death. Vampires can live forever. This is Frankenstein is more of a warning about playing God. Yeah. I think. And this is just my interpretation. I'm not trying to put words in anybody else's mouth. But this came at a time when medical science was growing by leaps and bounds. People were playing with electricity. You know, a big thing was to make the the frog's legs jump or a cow yeah. jump that was dead. And moving people, it. Oh, it's moving. They didn't understand. Moving it leaves them bounds, but they still didn't understand. They didn't understand to. it, so, but they had a little bit yeah. of technology. Mm. And so then the question starts being, can we bring people back? Mm. She mm. is becoming an adult at the time when all this is booming. Uh, this is right at the height of the Industrial Revolution. People are getting technology they don't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. And so... Frankenstein, which number one, people forget Frankenstein is the doctor. Yep, that's why it's Frankenstein's monster. And in most opinions, Frankenstein, Dr. Victor Frankenstein, is the real monster of the novel. Mm-hmm. Not like the uh, the body parts of this corpse has to be reanimated, yeah. Yeah, because when he reanimates the monster and then abandons it immediately mm-hmm. upon yeah, birth, like, he's horrified yeah, yeah. by it and abandons it, it's pretty much a child, it's a toddler. And he kicks it off into the woods, you know, so it's roaming around and is inherently good. At the beginning, it's yeah. good. It's peaceful. It doesn't want to hurt anybody. It's like a child learning it, you know, teaching itself to talk, mm-hmm. teaching mm-hmm. itself. You know, there, there's chapters in there, not chapters, but um, lines in there about him listening to the birds and, and talking about how beautiful the birds were. He was inherently good until enough encounters with the, the monstrous acts of humans that turned him cruel. Yeah. If you had never met another human being... And every human you came across treated you... Violently. Violently. They were terrified of you. They ran away. They screamed. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You would eventually be... It's kind of an exposition on human nature and nature versus nurture. And Mm -hmm. he came into this world good and we turned him cruel. I totally agree with that. Yep. And it's a warning as put beautifully by Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park. You know, you you were so preoccupied with whether or not you could, you didn't stop to think if you should. Yes. And there was a lot of people playing around with this shit back in the day. Mm-hmm. So that, again, is why Frankenstein hit so hard. Scared the shit out of people with the possibility of playing God and creating life. Mm-hmm. Misunderstanding. Are you starting to sense a theme in, in like cheating death and mm-hmm. life and mm-hmm. all that? that? That's where all this comes from. 200 years later, it's still relevant. Mm -hmm. Now, though, we can just translate that over into us playing with artificial intelligence. True. It's the same concept. We're trying to create shit that can think for itself, maybe even be sentient. And no one's stopping to think if we even should. Yep. It's just, can we, can we, can we crank this out? Foreshadow. And then we get Skynet. Our Frankenstein's monster is going to be Skynet in our lifetime. Skynet comes up in this podcast too many times. <laughs> One day it will all be Skynet. You need to watch your mouth. Yeah. They're listening. True. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. so yep. we got Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster isn't really the monster. It's the yep. act of playing with shit you shouldn't touch. I agree. Let's talk about werewolves. Let's round out the, the big three. Round out the big three. Mm-hmm. Just like vampires... Humans that can transform into ferocious animals have been a mythology on every continent for the same reasons. From as far back as the Stone Age, I mean, even tales of humans that can transform have been imagined in folklore. The oldest recording of a werewolf, though, comes from, and you talked about this in one of the early podcasts, was the Epic of Gilgamesh. Mm, Who would have thought that would have came back? This is 2100 BC. And in that, uh, the goddess Ishtar curses an ex-lover to become in the form of a wolf. Okay. So that's kind of the earliest wolf man mm-hmm. in mythology. Mm-hmm. Which the whole werewolf thing, you know, I think, okay, so we talked about man meddling with things that they shouldn't. We talked about escaping death. And then when it comes to werewolf, what comes to my mind is the whole idea of you're human and then you turn into the creature. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of one of those... A it's, vampire is a vampire, and now you're a vampire. That's it. Like, you're done. Like, boom, there you are. Mm-hmm. 
with a werewolf, you're constantly doing that back and forth thing in most tellings, uh, depending on, you know, yeah. what the story Most is, of them, but... it was a curse. Yeah. And it's kind of that duality of human nature. It was Jekyll and Hyde before Jekyll and Hyde. Like, yes. Civilized versus uncivilized. Mm-hmm. Can I control this beast? You know, I might hurt my family. I might hurt the ones I love because I can't control this. You would curse somebody to become a wolf because it was disgusting and you're a man eater and you're no better than a beast. Mm-hmm. And another one of the oldest stories of that uh, comes from Greek mythology and King Lycaon, where we get the term lycanthropy from. And in that story, Zeus is invited to a dinner with them, a banquet in the king's hall. And he didn't believe it was really Zeus. So he was going to feed Zeus some children. Oh, okay. And he's like, well, the real Zeus would know the difference. Zeus freaking knew and was disgusted by it and cursed. Well, probably because uh, Zeus's dad ate him, or tried to eat him. Ate his brother. Really? Tried to eat him. Yeah. Zeus, Zeus's dad ate Hades and Poseidon, or whichever uh, whichever the one of the sea was. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I get my... Neptune. Yeah, the Greek and... Uh, uh, I get them mixed up sometimes. But yeah, uh, uh, Zeus's dad ate his brother, like, ate Zeus's brothers and stuff like that. Zeus was the one that escaped. That's why he ended up... Uh, you don't know this? No. Oh, that yeah. might explain why he was so pissed off at King Lacan. Yeah. Because he was like, dude, my dad totally did this. Like, <laughs> what? I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm not doing this. You so, remind me of my father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Well, we'll have to do a Greek mythology one. Oh, gosh. Anyway. That's ahead. deep dives, man. Are we the right podcast for that? Ah, no. There's a lot of good ones out there. No, no. We're just dudes <laughs> talking. I can't but even yeah, say so the names it, of half these people. It, oh, yeah. So I pissed off Zeus so much that he turned him, cursed him, cursed First time we get the curse in here, him into a wolf and his entire kinship, his family uh, line to be wolves. Now, there's also a thing King called wolf. King Wolf. Teen Wolf. Oh. He got it from his father. Yeah. Teen Wolf. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Give me a keg of beer. There you go. There it is. <laughs> yeah. But there's also a term called clinical lycanthropy that's very real, and it's people that believe they are turning into a animal. Mm, okay. And that's a that's a real diagnosis. Diagnosis. Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So keep in mind that's out there. There there have been a couple of serial killers that have been caught and say that they're turning into an animal. Oh, well. They're just feeding the need. Eh, shape-shifting is not anything new as far as folklore or no. Any beliefs. I, I I think that's kind of a definitely a reoccurring topic and a lot of Yep. Monsters and stuff. So, yeah. How many of them, I mean, whether it was wolves or bears or lions in Africa, mm-hmm. there was, you could put on a, a, a salve that was given to you by a witch. You could put on a mystical belt that was made of a wolf pelt or a bear pelt. I mean, the berserkers, I think in maybe Nordic mythology, they were the ones that would put on bear pelts and were told to have amazing strength and be invulnerable in battle. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Harnessing the bear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been around forever. Yeah. So there's a couple of little backstories on your, your big three. Okay, cool. Moving on. What do you have, man? You've been sitting over there biding your time. Yep. So I went and kind of looked up. I wanted to find some uh, monsters and folklore that I wasn't familiar with. Okay. So I kind of did some research and found some that I think were pretty cool. Uh I'm going to start off with this first one. It's from Japan, and I'm going to butcher the name, but I believe it's pronounced Jorogumo. Juno Gumby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> giant loot playing spider lady. Oh, it's the damn spider ladies. Spiders are a big thing, which, I mean, spiders are creepy anyway, so, I mean, I kind of spiders kind of see where it comes from, but this one, yes, it does exactly what you think. It lures men in. As women spiders would do. And eventually eats them. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. They put it, in the, they spin their web around it, you know, wrap it up, put it up inside of the web, leave it there for a little while, and eat it when they're ready. Um, She's a xenomorph from Alien. Mm, yeah, kind of sort of, I guess. <laughs> uh, one of the cool things, though. That she thought, put eggs in you. Ooh, I didn't, didn't see anything about that. Just basically just eat you. But uh, we won't talk about one that. One of the things was she had... Like, all of her little spider offlings that she had. <laughs> Spiderlings? Yeah, her little spiderlings. They could all breathe fire. Wait. Just when you thought it couldn't get any more wackadoo, I... you got dragon spiders. This is actually the most tame one I have. What? 
Yeah. Some of these get pretty. So she made there. little spiders. She made little spiders that breathe fire. Which kind of doesn't, to me, it doesn't seem like a good idea it's around spiders. Fire beats and rock, paper, scissors of shit, fire beats spider. Yeah, you think so. Or at least burn the web. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, kind of thinking like, those seem dangerous. Like, the, the web is steel. I'm taking, I'm taking the side of the spider lady here going like, yeah, that seems dangerous. I'm going to have that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so, yep, big old spider lady. Don't come get I don't you. like it. <laughs> this one. Sweet um, dreams. Anybody that's uh, read Book of Revelations has probably heard this one. Abaddon. He is big bad demon. Big bad demon. Oh? He, uh, How bad was he? Said that he is uh, the fallen star that will open the bottomless pit in the time of the apocalypse. Is he the devil? It actually says in different things that certain beliefs say he was actually pulling the strings of Satan. Really? So he might have been the like the real big baddie that nobody really knows about. Oh. Uh, he would spew horse locusts. <laughs> spew. <laughs> yeah, like he would he would spit out these horse, horse locusts. locusts. Uh, Seahorses. That had lion teeth <laughs> and scorpion tails. Okay? Like this that's somebody on opium. That's that's some pretty crazy shit. And his 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 nickname was just straight up the destroyer. The destroyer. So it's like, whoa, okay, so this <laughs> this was a big bad demon. <laughs> this dude <laughs> Never. I know they're all made up, but somebody made that shit up. Ah, man, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I know, I know. And he had a peacock tail. Never read. And he made a mean martini. Uh, never read Book of Revelations, but uh, I, I do know that there's a lot of crazy shit that happens in that. So, you know, hey. There's a lot of crazy shit that happens. In- yeah, so um, let's. Yeah. That's the rumor. Yeah, so we'll just uh, leave that one. Leave that one as is. Okay, we got Spider Ladies and Ultimo Demon. Okay. Super Saiyan Demon. Check this one out. Oh, God. Where does it go from here? Hairy hands. <laughs> Hairy hands. It's a warning we all got as young men. <laughs> You'll get you. So, uh, so Hairy hands is actually... <laughs> I uh, can't take you seriously. <laughs> Look at the eyes. Hairy hands. Harry uh. and the Hendersons. The hands are from England. Okay. And actually, a, a like a, a very remote place. Uh, it's actually based off this one road that there has been countless deaths. Monsters love roads. Yeah, countless. Maybe it's because, you know, humans built roads and they don't belong. I don't know. But anyway. So roads are spooky at night by yourself. This is really, like you said, struck, uh, stuck between this, like, this one rural area. So don't go there. Um, of this super dangerous road where so many people have died. Now, here's the thing. Old hairy hands here is just disembodied hands. That's it. There's no body. There's no nothing there. It's just a set of hands. That makes it so much better. <laughs> it almost makes more sense that way. What if you park your tire on one and it's just hairy hand trying to get you? And So, so what did said, hairy hands do? Was he, did he It just said you? that on this stretch of road, hairy hands would... Just grab your steering wheel and veer you off the road. And then hold you down and tickle the shit out of you. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't know <laughs> this road, so I don't know like, if it like, runs you off a cliff or off a bridge or what. But yeah, they would just grab your steering wheel and just jerk you off the road to your death. Mm. Old hairy hands. I think that's all we need to say about that. That's all we need to say about hairy hands. Don't let them get you. A weasel. A weasel what? <laughs> a weasel. A weasult. <laughs> so Did this you get the is test backs? One. You got your weasult back? Check this out. This comes from the Aztec. Now, we're talking Ooh. the hardcore badass. We're talking Aztec. like Human sacrifice. Uh, yeah, some of those brutal things in history. Like, the Aztecs were no joke. Aztecs didn't mess around. This creature, they were scared of. Um. So, if it scares the Aztecs, this thing must be some creepy shit. Did you hear that? I did hear that. Was there a rap tap tapping on our chamber door? There's a weasel there. Um, <laughs> a weasel. What did the weasel do? It <laughs> scared the Aztecs so much. Um, so it looks like uh, a dog, for the most part. Dog caddish, large. Um, 
but it had a monkey hand on the end of its tail. <laughs> so just imagine a tail with like this hand just kind of flopping around. What if hairy hands was just two weasels? <laughs> two weasel nuts or whatever it's called. A weasel. A weasel. <laughs> Search engine weasels. <laughs> so this is where it kind of gets brutal, though. This thing, if it caught you, it would start off by eating your eyes. Oh, God. Your teeth. What? And your nails. Like your fingernails and toenails. Okay? Uh, proceed. Then, as if that wasn't bad enough, then it would hold you down and drown you. Why wouldn't it just eat you? It, was just a- it would drag you with no toenails and fingernails and teeth and eyes into water? Yeah, apparently it, like, it had an affinity for water. Like it, it usually hung around lakes, ponds, streams, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. After it ate, you know, some of the most, like, think about, like... Did it hold you down with the tail? Probably. I mean, like, something jumping on your face and eating your eyes can be done, theoretically, pretty quickly. But just, like, it's got to get one hand, a one, a two, a three, a four. Maybe... do this 20 times. Maybe it just pounced on you and held you down. And then the hand just went, hand tail, just was in there, just doing the work. Like, do-do-do-do-do-do. Super fast dentist. Manicure from hell. Yeah. Uh, so... Now we're going to the water. I'm sorry, if the Aztecs were scared of it, like... That thing had to be legit. Like, whoa. Some scary shit. What's fucked up is they probably found a body that was killed look, looking like that. Mm-hmm. And somebody mm-hmm. said, I know what it was. It was that damn Sasquatch. <laughs> it was a, a weasel. <laughs> so, uh, my next one. This one's actually, uh, a lot of people a lot of people have heard this one. Maybe not know uh, too many of the details on it. It's another hand, isn't it? No, it's not. Uh, it's the Jersey Devil. Oh, okay. A lot of people have heard of that. Now we're getting into the wheelhouse. Um, not a lot of people know where it came from, though. The yeah. The legend goes that there was a woman named Mother Leeds. Mother Leeds. That had 12 children. Who did bad deeds. And then, uh, yeah, right. Um, she did. Uh, so she got pregnant for the 13th time. Mm-mm. And she wasn't happy about it. Number 13. And supposedly she was a witch. So she cursed the child? Wait a minute. That bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, by the way. I don't witch. want you. Um, and so she cursed the child and said, if this child is born, it will be a demon. This, the confused look on my face mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. people are making up stories. Well. I'm going to curse my 13th baby. I would hope after 12 times she knew it caused that. I say, sounds like Mother Leeds had a problem that was not. Demon babies. Mm, yeah, yeah. But apparently her and her husband both uh, were into witchcraft and dark magic and stuff like that. So so you would think 13th baby would be like, yeah, we got you that. Think, we got to that number. I, I don't know. Maybe at that point, 13 wasn't wasn't that number yet. I don't know. I don't know. So she cursed her baby to be the Jersey Devil. Yeah, and Did so it, it pop born, out a demon? No. It was actually born a normal baby and then slowly turned into the Jersey Devil, which looks like a big kangaroo, kind of, sort of. With bat wings and horns and a forked tail and hoofs. But what did his hands look like? Hairy hands? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And he could regrow his hands, so he cut them off and shipped them over to jolly old England. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where the Jersey Devil actually came from. And, of course, it's known to, you know, you hear it screaming in the night and possibly still children and... Take would be passing always by the children that, that kind of thing you know Mm-mm-mm. that'll do but yeah that's that's where the that's the best lore that I could find as far as where the Jersey Devil actually came from. Mother Leeds was a real piece of work. Yeah, that was not cool. If I hear scratching on the window tonight, I'm calling you. You got to come back over. <laughs> be like, Mother Leeds is at the window. Talk- I am not talking. Oh shit. yeah, so I got to be the one to get out of the truck and like be like. Oh, I'm coming to the house, no, the Walk door, the like, door. whatever. I'll leave yeah, a flashlight no. in the mailbox, bro. No, man, no, I'm not going outside in that. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Mongolian death worm. Of course. Okay. So we this, haven't had a death worm yet on the list. So this thing is supposed to reside in the Gobi Desert, which is the harshest, harshest place, place on the planet. It's a big death worm that lives in the desert. Mm-hmm. 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 Have we ever seen that before in any pop culture thing? So where does Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward enter into this? I'm not sure, but I think Beetlejuice actually rode one. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got really ate by one. <laughs> but yeah, same concept. Except these spit acid. Why wouldn't they? And actually, this one's kind of small compared to Ew. a lot of other creatures. Smaller worms scare me more than big worms. It's like supposed to be like five foot long. Still a big-ass worm. It's a big worm. But yes, I'm definitely thinking trimmers, but with it being able to spit acid. Ah, so it's a sand eel. Yeah. Um, Cobra. Not that I ever think I'm ever going to be in the Gobi Desert, but... Why not? Let's go. If I ever... Ev- if I am ever there, I'm definitely going to be like, watch the Mongolian death worms, by the way. Nah, man, you just pole vault from rock to rock. Safe. If you can Safe. find a rock. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how the rock situation. You're trying to pole vault? No. It's not easy. I have tried it. I have tried it. I did it three times. Twice I fell into the... Like of the course, bag? like the pole, like was like like super low. Like I was not uh, trying yeah. to yeah to do anything crazy. Um, both times I hit the pole, fell in the bag. The third and final time, I totally fucking missed the bag and fell off to the side. Ooh, yeah, it hurt. And I was like, <laughs> nope, I'm done, I'm done with this. Nope, my pole vault, pole vaulting days are done. <laughs> Safe to say you were too heavy to be attempting that, or just it did no idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, what. Well, the coach literally just handed it to me. He goes, hey, take a run and start, stick it in the ground, and jump. That's what I was told. That's the worst coaching ever. Yeah, that was it. That was that was my coaching. Ugh. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Mongolian death worms. Trimmers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Graboids. 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 So, moving on to my next one. And this one is actually really, really cool. Uh, but I'm going to tell you another one before I get to the one I really want to say. ha <laughs> Because I can do that. Um, so in Native American myth, uh, there's a lot of like really crazy stuff that's I've always actually been really fascinated with. I think it's, a lot of them is really, really, really cool because most of their uh, legends, their lores, their uh, mythos, they go into pretty good detail about a lot of stuff. And so it's really cool. Like the the whole like world word of mouth, like passed down mm-hmm. generation to generation. Um, they did a fantabulous job with it, like Ooh. telling everything. So that's a five dollar like, word. <laughs> like the the Wendigo story. Yes, you know, uh, a human that eats another human basically uh, ends up turning into a Wendigo. You know, like and they go through, they break it down, like how that works and stuff like that. And they've yeah, you know, it's been a big part of uh, Native American folklore. Uh, that I always thought the Wendigo was kind of a cool one. Like, you're cursed with that because you committed, in their mind, like, the, the most, the ultimate Heinous sin. crime. Yeah, the most worst thing you could possibly do. So, moving on from that, uh, this one is about the Wampus Cat. And yes. it sounds silly. It's kind of got a weird name. Oh, no, it's a Wampus Cat. But uh, it's actually where we get the uh, term uh, Catawampus. Okay. I, I know a lot of us in the South are familiar with cattywampus. Uh, shit's gone cattywampus. Which, yes, where you've been in a situation and shit went totally wrong. <laughs> many, many cattywampus situations uh, yeah. so over here on this, this side one, of the table. There's Man, there's so many stories about how this actually happened. And I'm going to tell you two of them really quick. The two that I like the most. Um, if there's anybody out there, because I know like in Missouri, they call it uh, gallywampus. Or gallywampus, I'm sorry. Gallywampus. Uh, Arkansas, they call it uh, the Whistling Wampus. So, I'm sure multiple states, areas, they have their own things. But these two stores are the ones that I like the most. The first one was that uh, the Cherokee people, uh, all the men had gone out for a hunt. And there was one woman that always felt that she should be able to participate in the hunt. So, one night, she snuck out. And all she had with her was... The pelt of like a mountain lion. Okay. So Hard she covered herself by. in that. Covered that. Covered herself in that. And snuck out. And she ended up uh, at the campfire where all the, the all the hunters were sitting in there. Were telling their, you know, their hunting stories and doing manly things and whatever. Well, that was like totally forbidden Sharpening in their culture. knives. Oh, for the woman to come up to the to the fire? Yeah. Like that Like that was that was forbidden. Mm-hmm. So she snuck up behind the rock and was listening to do whatever. Somebody finally spotted her. She's wearing a bright tan cat fur. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming she was hiding better than that. But anyway, 
So they get back to camp. <laughs> like a kid and... behind the curtains with their feet sticking out. <laughs> yeah. So they get back to the thing and the, the shaman or the, the elders of the group uh, were like, hey, this is bad. You can't ever do this. Have none um, of that. We are going to curse you. Damn. And Wait. Yeah. Like, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Another, yeah. Another time where they went things were full free. tilt boogie on that yeah. shit. We're going to curse you for listening. And so they cursed to her. man stories. And she turned into a cat like creature. The wampus. And then for the rest of her life or the rest of eternity forever would be stuck as this cat like creature wandering around and preying on people, uh, killing people, doing whatever, trying to look for. Babies to steal? I mean, anything. Was there any- babies to steal? I'm sure, probably, because it's always about baby stealing. It's always about baby theory. But anyway. Thievery. so Yeah, so that's one side of where the wampus cat comes from. Where'd the other wampuses come from? So this one is the one I actually like the most. I think this one's really, really cool. And it ties back into what I told you earlier about maybe sometimes they're not always bad. Okay? Okay. So the other story is that... This one tribe had been harassed by a a demon, a spirit, a, a being. Demon that, harassment is the worst. That normally would prey off the dreams of children. And we're back to the little kids. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we actually talked about, I think it was in the Superstitions episode, where there was another another spider lady. But she protected but children. But she protected children. And she was supposed to be the one that kind of uh, showed humans how to do... Uh, Eight-legged knitting. <laughs> how to do, how to how to make dream catchers. Okay. Okay. Um, but she was good. Anyway, well, this spirit, being demon, whatever it was, um, preyed off the children's dreams. Well, then started preying off of the adults' dreams. And then mm. apparently got so strong to where it was actually attacking, started to attack the it village. physical form. And that's what happens when you pull Freddy out of the dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Nancy mm-hmm. has set up traps. Mm-hmm. So village elders got together and they decided, hey, if we send like all the braves to go attack them, they're probably all going to die. Because this creature was apparently able to, if you saw it, it would drive you completely mad. Okay. Scare you beyond all belief. Don't look at the deadlights. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Don't look at the deadlights. Exactly. So they decided, okay, we're going to send our best our strongest our fastest you know most cunning brave we're gonna send him in and see if he can take it out by himself solo he was also very sneaky and he was supposed to be like where he could maybe sneak he up was on it sneak up on it eh, sneak attack okay is what they were thinking they feel you underestimate my sneakiness sir multiple days go by he never comes back never, he's comes gone, back, man. never comes back sorry finally one late one evening he comes back and he's completely lost his mind he's gone but he found his way back but he was not the same man he was whenever he left. Oh, no. We lost our best dude. And his name was Standing Bear. Okay? Mm-hmm. He's gone. He's not Standing Bear anymore. He's a husk of a human. Rocking. His wife. He's Rocking Bear now. He's His wife. In a corner under a blanket. Was named Running Deer. And okay. she was so brokenhearted about this. She was so just lost without her love, the love of her life. She decided, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go find it. I'm going to go find the creature. I'm going to kill it. And so apparently some of the elders were like, well, if you're going to go, like, uh, I guess we're not going to try to stop you. Like, do whatever. We yeah. They didn't send anybody with her? No. no. Well, they, they just sit there this one dude by himself. horse shit. They sit there one dude that was their best <laughs> by himself. That's not how you hunt a creature. Yeah. So they basically sent her out and they're like, hey, uh, just by the way, you got to sneak up on it. Like, don't look at it. You Otherwise form you're a mob. And they gave her a pelt of... A wampus cat. Well, this, no. well it was, wasn't the wampus cat at the time, but it was like a mountain lion or, or something like that. And they were like, hey, keep this on you. It'll Orf. protect you. Uh, they strongly believed that this that this mountain lion or whatever it was had some sacred powers. going to give and, her stealth. And, and, and was going to be able to help her and do whatever. And they're like, just keep it on you. You got to sneak attack it. That's the only way. But they didn't give that to Standing Bear. No. No. Of course not. This tribe. Yeah. Not the best decisions. So, she goes out and ends up. He's thinking you can't. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting your story <laughs> no, all go this for shit. It. <laughs> but I'm like, I, the, so women listening to man stories by the fire bad, but lady wants to go out and kill a monster. All for it. Yep. Cool. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. So these village elders 
Not cool, like man. Jackasses. Not cool, man. Okay, sorry. So, last interruption for a minute. She finally tracks it down, and it doesn't see her. She sneaks up on it. Okay. Well, there was a little truth to the whole idea that this cat pelt that she had on her was powerful. Because she literally jump attacked at the spirit. And it scared, or depending on which story you're listening to, the spirit of that animal frightened the the spirit so bad that it disabled the spirit. And so she returned back to her tribe. And was held as the greatest savior. She was. Everyone was like, "You, you saved the tribe. You've saved everybody. Like this is this is amazing. Like thank you so much." And so her spirit has lived on as this cat form and protects their land still. She just wandered back into the camp and said, "I scared the shit out of it. We're it's good. all good. We got nothing to worry about." Hmm? Yeah, pretty much. No head. <laughs> I guess they were never attacked again. So I guess everyone was like. Well, good enough for me. Well, we're going to wait and see about that, Brittany. <laughs> hey. Fucking liar. So. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> what happened? Okay, so. I, I know just... we killed this mountain lion, but this mountain lion spirit was all cool with it, and it scared the shit out of this Wendigo bitch. And got my revenge. It's all cool, y'all. Party around the campfire. <laughs> like, we're going to wait a couple days and see if we all get snatched, and you just you just chill. Yeah, it's been a week. It's been a week. We're good. Okay. Wampus cat is great. Thank wampus you. Wampus cat. So, yeah. Did you know the dictionary defines wampus as crooked or out of alignment? <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Sometimes maybe the monsters aren't all bad. Maybe. The cat or wampus. Hmm. Hmm. Hey, man, you want to do the thing? Uh, Yeah, let's do all it. All right. It's time for Search Engine Results. All right, I asked the all-powerful internet a question relevant to the conversation we have been having tonight. Keith, you get to try to guess between A, B, and C what was the answer that was given to me by my friend the internet. Okay. All right, are you ready for this? Sure. And I'll explain why it's phrased like this after the fact. Okay. What is the best-selling modern horror novel? The best-selling modern horror horror novel. novel. So we can take out like Mary Shelley's yeah. and Dracula and uh, Frankenstein do not apply because they're in public domain. Okay. Okay. So this hmm. is what they actually have the books on. Man. All right. Give it to me. And in books, I mean cashola, monies, hmm. numbers of copies sold. The best selling modern horror novel. Okay. A. Flowers in the Attic. Hmm. No monster. Oh, yeah. Just uh, people. Yeah. People doing... B. Screwed up shit. The Exorcist. The novel. Or C. Stephen King's The Stand. Ooh. Well, I'll let you mill that over for just a second. Uh, I'm going to grab I'm, some liquid courage and be right back to the table. I'm you gonna, think about it. I'm going to... Flowers in the Attic, The Exorcist, or The Stand. Well, I'm going to go ahead and be honest. First off, uh, never read any of them. Uh seen the movies but never read any of them um the stand will take up like two months of your time apparently yeah have you ever seen that book i've, I've seen the miniseries <laughs> and that took up that book that took up two weeks of my time so <laughs> no, what the, i read that book i was like i've seen that book <laughs> i've seen that book <laughs> i've seen that book somewhere before i didn't read it but i saw I it didn't read it but i seen it <laughs> motherfucker looks heavy as hell um <laughs> I think, I mean, I know, uh, Flowers in the Attic, finally. You are correct. Shit, yeah. V.C. Andrews, 1979 classic, Flowers in the Attic. I was really torn between that and Stephen King, because I mean, Stephen King. Like, now, I'm going to tell you, okay, The Exorcist has sold 13 million copies. Okay. The Stand has sold 4.5 million copies. Hmm. Flowers in the Attic, 40 million copies. Okay. Somebody made a little money off that. Again, never read the novel. Movie's fucked up. Yeah, I hadn't seen it in a long time, but I'm just thinking back to it. I haven't seen that since I was very, very young, but I'm trying to watch it again. Mm. I don't like them ones where the people are the monsters. (laughs) 
That shit scares me more Aren't than just Jason Voorhees. Where oh. it's all about us. It's We're all just reflection. Monsters. Looking into a mirror. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jason Voorhees. You know, just making up for a past sin. They uh, did him dirty. I mean, Because yeah. they were doing each other dirty. Instead of watching him swim. Just watching little Jason swim around with that yeah. big ass head. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, I think we've already decided that mm-hmm. next week our episode is going to be on actual scary movies. Yeah, we're doing all horror this month. Well, yeah. we didn't do horror last... I'm a liar. We didn't do horror last <laughs> week, but we will do horror, our horror movies well, next week. we talked week. about Halloween and stuff like that. Uh-huh. We talked about different stuff. Anyway, um, so... Yeah, next episode, we're going to do scary movies. So, I think it'd be kind of cool for us to kind of lightning around back and forth some of our favorite, or maybe even, maybe even least favorite, uh, monsters from different movies and pop culture. Mm. Okay. And I will let you start. Uh, I'm going with the crawlers from The Descent. Mm. Have I been too far away from the microphone this whole time? No, you're good. Okay. Yeah. For the Descent. Great yep. underrated horror movie. 2005, I believe. Claustrophobic as hell. Scary as hell before the monsters even come into play. And the monsters are like a breed of human that have just been living under the ground. Mm-hmm. I like The Descent. There's a lot going on in that film. The betrayal of humans. You know, spoiler alert for people. But I, I, like, I like the crawlers. They're, they were scary. That was one that if you're watching alone... We'll give you the willies, and you'll keep looking behind you on the yeah. walls. Yeah, freaky. That first time she flashes the flashlight over there oh. and sees it, I'm like, oh shit. When you rewatch it, and you can see the one behind him watching in, in scenes that happened before. Mm-hmm. E, e, creepy, um, creepy, weepy. Okay, I'm gonna go over the top for my first one. Uh, Xenomorph, the original alien. Yep. So I know it's I've, a lot of people have said this. I consider I'm not the first one to say this, but. Alien is a haunted house movie in space. Yeah. And it's a perfect mashup of sci-fi and horror. Yeah. Which so often walk very similar lines. And, yeah, I mean, the whole thing, it's just, the xenomorph is just, you know, it was bred to be the perfect creature. And, wow, like, yeah, it can take out, you know, a full squadron of marines and space marines or whatever. And, yeah, just one. Just one, yeah. Xenomorph, definitely. Got the rank up there. Yeah. <laughs> Aliens is an action movie, action sci-fi movie. Alien is a horror movie. Yep. Body Agree. horror. Agree. Oh, God. Oh, uh, Rundlefly from The Fly. That one always. Ooh. Body horror. Ooh. Cronenberg. Uh, anything Cronenberg is going to be. Anything body horror like that. With the, I mean, like. But again, I'm, it was one of those, like, the man turning into the beast. You know? Uh, uh, yeah. I would not consider werewolf movies so much to be body horror. The Fly is gross. Yep, but it kind of hits back on a lot of the things we talked about in this of, one, man turning into beast. Two, not messing with things you don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think he was trying to do teleportation, right? That wasn't that the whole... Yep, he had built a teleportation device and yeah. a fly got in with him when his molecules got put back together. So... Mm, Ew. Mm. Ew. Yeah. Grody. Um, I'm going to go old school on you. The Blob. Ooh, and the now, Blob is fun. Now... A lot of people will probably listen to that and they'll be like, the blob, what the dude, what are you talking about, dude? That's not scary at all. You can't do anything about it. It's there. All you can hope to do is possibly run away. You can't fight it. You can't defend against it. There's nothing you can do. I all you can do is they try tried to, run to run away. burn it. They ended up having to freeze it, was what the in the original stopped it, but but yeah. I, can't I mean, remember if they tried to burn it. Uh the blob, like uh, yeah, like that if that was happening to you in real life, like, yeah, that would be scary as shit. Back to kind of the body horror one, the the, the slugs from Slither. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's a grody movie, too. Eee. Those ones stick with me way more than slasher films. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, because you talk about, like, Freddy Krueger, uh, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers. Like, there's still... If you throw a pinhead up there, you, you... got Mount Rushmore. Huh, yeah, pretty much. But those are physical entities that you can't necessarily fight, but you can kind of fight. I guess, um, I mean, you can defend against, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you have some kind of control. It, maybe even though it's very minuscule, you still have some kind of control. Yeah. You Where, get like Pazuzu from The Exorcist. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do. Like, <laughs> man, yeah. Uh, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah. I came in the other morning. I left the TV on all night. So I'm walking in to make my morning coffee and The Exorcist is on. And it's one of those fucked up scenes. And I was like, oh, like you... 
Grown man, I got the willies. Why the hell I went do over you have the exorcist changed. on first thing in the morning? I didn't turn it on. <laughs> it was on. Mm. If you watch Exorcist to start your day, we can't be friends. Mm. Mm. Well, I know by me saying uh, Chucky from Child's Play. Ooh, no. Makes you just cringe anyway. When I, I, was never, li- I never actually thought of, of that as scary because I, I would just kind of laughed at it. When I was a little boy, <laughs> just a wee little Kenny, <laughs> it was one of those that was I shouldn't have been peeking around the corner when it was on, told to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Child's play. Who mom was and dad, watching it? No, mom, mom and dad weren't watching that. They weren't watching that. Mom and dad never smut. watched that. <laughs> um, uh, and I think it was actually Child's Play 2 was the first glimpse I caught. And it was like a scene when a guy puts his feet over the bed and gets his Achilles cut. And for like the next week, I would jump from my bed to the door. Because you just were waiting for something to reach yeah, out. Yeah, he was under there, man. Achilles. He's going to cut me. Yeah. He's going to get my ankles. He's going to clip me. I'm going to do another old school one. Even though I said Stop Jackie. freaking me out, man. Um, Jason and the Argonauts, the skeletons. Because I'm sure when people first saw that on a big screen, that was probably freaky as shit. I bet that was hot shit when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. I've told you, like, still to this day, even if I go back and watch something from, like, the 70s, 80s, 90s, something that's, like, stop motion or claymation or something like that still freaks me out. Just that movement is, to me, <laughs> creepy as hell. Look at me. Large Marge. Yep. Ugh. Yep. It just, it's freaky, dude. Uh, the, the, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Large, that whole tell him thing, Large Marge sent you. Just freaks me out. Ah, just, yeah. Yeah. It's unnatural. It's mm-hmm. unnatural, the movement. Mm-hmm. It's freaky. <laughs> Sorry, I did two in a row. Your turn. Oh, shit. I like Bruce from Jaws. The shark in Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's not really like anything else on this list. Or on our, it's not a list, but what we're popping back and forth with, you know. Yeah, because Jaws is, it could be legit. I mean, it could. It, I mean, yeah, they're definitely they're really be, out there. Yeah, I don't think they act in that fashion at all. But yeah, no, that was, that's just a know, movie man. about a great white shark, and it fucking started what is summer blockbusters. But that's but the story around it. Everything is what's so great. that we just talked about, like that's probably the most real of all of them. Like, I mean, shark, yeah, eat you, yeah, terrorize beach. Doesn't even necessarily have to be a giant shark. I mean, just I mean, just. Doesn't take much a shark to do some damage. Yeah. Much so, of a shark. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, I did two. You got another one? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that sound was. You know a movie that freaked me out? And I don't know if it was... I mean, definitely there, there were monsters in it, but uh, it it always just, like, I don't know. For whatever reason, it freaked me out. And it wasn't even a movie. It was a miniseries. The Langoliers. That? Oh, the chompy chomp monsters! Yeah, the chompy chomp. Eight like, reality, giant, scary Pac-Man just going <laughs> on the world. <laughs> like, I can't think of that movie without thinking about Mister Toomey ripping the paper. Uh, <laughs> uh. It just freaked me out, dude. As a kid, like the first time I watched, I was like, "What is this?" When they finally get to the point where they first actually show them, of course, it was terrible CGI. You know, this cola has no taste in carbonation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Langoliers. Another Ew. one. That, another one that the. Uh, I don't know if it creeped me out more than made me laugh, but it was kind of in that same, in that same vein where like I would watch it, and it would creep me out, but then I also laugh at it. Critters. God, dude, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was waiting for you to finish your thought because I tried to get the kid to watch Critters the other day because we were looking for. A scary movie that's not too scary, right? Yeah. We're trying to celebrate the holiday, and yeah. it's like, we want something that's not too scary. you got so. a young kid that's that's getting into the idea of it, but you don't want to scare the crap out of her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, even Scream is pretty I mean, hard on a... I mean, they need to be a little older for that, yeah, you know? Yeah, I agree, I agree. But, but Critters yeah. is just goofball fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, Critters? No, she saw the poster or the... The cover art, when mm-hmm. I brought it up on there, and she's like, nope. And I was like, come on. No, this is fun. This is goofy. This is silly. I mean, the, you can tell the blood is fake blood. It looks like ketchup on everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't do it. But yes, good pull. The Critters from Critters. Man, with that, what do you say we wrap this one up yep. and save our... Save any more horror movies uh, and for characters the movie episode. for the next episode. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, thanks. Everybody, for uh, listening to us today. I hope you guys have enjoyed the, our little creature feature. 
Uh, hopefully we didn't butcher too many of the names too bad, but uh, yeah, we try our best. You monster. Hmm. You're a monster. Can't roll my R's. Can't roll your R's. It's a curse. Anyway, yeah. all y'all out there, <laughs> thanks for listening. Be sure and uh, subscribe to the show so you get notification for the next episode. Notifications for the next episode. <laughs> Be sure and leave a review. We really appreciate it. It really helps out the show. Yep. And I guess next week, let's get into horror movies. Maybe uh, do a little good, bad, and the, maybe the unknown. I dig it. Till next time, I'm Kenny. I'm Keith. Sleep tight.